Hello there! Welcome to the International Business Podcast, a show for those who work across time zones, borders, and cultures. I'm your host, Leonardo, from Shanghai, but let's make it simple and just call me Leo. We also have a new co-host, Stefano, based in Paris. Coming up on today's episode... 44% of the Chinese consumers spend their shopping time on social media apps, with one-third spent on WeChat and Weibo. Typical uh, mistake uh, for companies who are not yet uh, in China or they just start. They really they want to copy their Western strategies, their Western marketing strategy. Janives has been leading companies in Asia for over 10 years. He recently founded an agency located in Shanghai and Paris, which helps Western brands get into China through WeChat marketing and other social media platforms. What are the common mistakes Western companies do? Well, listen to this interview led by co-host Stefano. Hello, Jean-Yves. I'm glad to have you on. Uh, welcome to the show. Hello. I'm uh, quite happy to be here uh, with you for this uh, podcast. First question we ask all our guests. Why would you define yourself as an international professional? About international professional, uh, it, is, it is from my uh, career, my uh, past uh, experience. In fact, uh, in fact, 30 years ago, uh, my first job was in UK. It was not uh, in France, I'm French. But my first uh, job uh, was uh, in UK 30 years ago as a process engineer. I worked in UK for two years. And it was the uh, first time for me to discover a different uh, working culture from uh, France. Even if the location is not so far, but uh, I can tell you that it was uh, quite different. Then many years later, I was proposed an opportunity to be expatriate in uh, China, in fact, for an international group headquartered in France. So I took the position of uh, an actual HR director, leading uh, five uh, factories, offices, around uh, 1,000 people, so quite big uh, challenge. And it was very challenging because in a different uh, culture, a very different uh, world uh, this time. So finally, it was about 10 years uh, experience uh, in uh, China. And then when I back to France, so the company gave me the responsibility of South American operation. So I was living in France, I was working in France, but most of the time I was going, uh, I was flying to, uh, to South America in Brazil. Quite uh, a different experience uh, in a different uh, context. At that time, Brazil economy was uh, shrinking a lot. So I think it was five years ago. And finally, before starting Emotion Digital, my current company, uh, at that time, my company was acquired by a big group, international group, uh, called Imiris. I got a new assignment in charge of operations of a business area. And uh, it was including South Africa. So again, another country, US, Ukraine, so a very special, uh, specific uh, country, and again, uh, China. But uh, that position was not so business-oriented. Uh, I found as well it was not a good fit. With, uh, I didn't have a good fit with a new company culture. So I decided to change my uh, career, and uh, I found my own venture. So it was uh, early last year, just before the pandemic. In fact, it was a month before. Great timing. <laughs> I didn't know what's go what was going to happen just after. But <laughs> Emotion Digital, which is a digital marketing agency, to help Western companies to enter the China market. About the China market, I would like to start with a very broad question. 
why is Asia such an important area? And specifically, I think China, the Chinese market. It's true. It's a very important uh, area. I think Asia and even more China is really the growth uh, engine of the world. China is really the leading uh, country. It has a fast growing consumer market in the world uh, at the moment. They have a very young population compared to, for instance, to, to Europe or to US. They have a growing uh, middle class. So, and still a lot of potential untapped in the uh, countryside, in uh, low tier cities. It's a very dynamic zone. And it was the first zone to rebound uh, last year after the COVID uh, crisis. Now we can say that life is nearly back to normal in Asian countries. People are confident, they're optimistic, ready to spend. So it's, it's, it's quite good for brands in the consumer market. China, about to China, so China is advanced digital uh, term of infrastructure. And uh, because they are very advanced in terms of digital, uh, it has enabled a rapid shift to online during the pandemic. It's one of the big reasons for the rebound. Another aspect about ur urbanization. Urbanization is not finished in China. It's just about 60% compared to uh, 75 or 80% in many other countries. So it means that there's still a lot of potential uh, of uh, people going to cities and uh, growing to a middle uh, class. As mentioned before, you are the co-founder and CEO of Emotion Digital. Uh, that's an agency located in both Shanghai and Paris. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, correct. Which helps Western brands to get into the China market through mainly WeChat marketing and other social media platforms, particular for the China's digital landscape. Can you tell us a bit more about the Chinese social media, because I'm sure they're completely different from the ones we are familiar with, maybe just mentioning Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. You're right to say that uh, Chinese social media is very different from uh, Western uh, ones. First to know, China is a mobile country. And I think it's 95 or even more people check internet on mobile. They don't check internet on a computer. So it's a mobile country. And Chinese people are all the time connected. When entering China market, it's important as well that all digital touch points are mobile friendly. So when you define your solutions, you must make sure that it's, they are mobile friendly. Messaging, so including emails, take place on apps. You don't write email on uh, Outlook or whatever. You are using uh, WeChat or you're using other apps to uh, send a message to your uh, friends or to your connections. To capitalize on the opportunity of channel, brands need to understand which channel can reach your targeted audience and what kind of content you need to produce. The social media landscape is different in China and Western countries. So you have a WeChat to do everything in your life and for business. It is uh, all in one platform to integrate communication, service, e-commerce, marketing for all uh, businesses. It's really a good platform for nurturing your leads when you are a brand to create a community, 
to get uh, key opinion uh, consumers. In fact, even on the web chat, you can uh, build your website. No need to have a website in China. You can uh, design it on uh, web chat. You as well can uh, sell in cross-border with a web chat uh, eShop. So it's really a full uh, ecosystem. On Weibo, which is uh, similar to Twitter, uh, you can generate leads. You can have already have a viral uh, visibility. You can organize as well live streaming, share stories. On uh, Shaonshu, it's a platform especially for lifestyle brands, for beauty. It is in fact a recommendation uh, platform and you can have al also e-commerce on it. You can easily do also cross-border uh, e-commerce, Shaonshu. Uh, then you have the famous uh, Doying. Doying is TikTok. This one is, is very common between uh, Western uh, and China is in fact is the only common one which is working in both world. Different name, but at the end is the same. We have as well the equivalent of Cora, which is Jiro. We have some video platforms like Yoku, Quesho, Bilibili. So a lot of different platforms. Of course, you mentioned all these social medias and the let's say the Western counterpart. Basically, what's the social media that that looks mostly like the, um, the social media in, in, in China. Maybe one misconception is that because they are so user-friendly and because they are so similar, we already know, like the Western companies, they already know how to use them and how to take advantage out of these social media platforms. But my question now is, what is the typical mistake that Western companies do when trying to capitalize on these social media and enter the Chinese market through these social media? Typical uh, mistake uh, for companies who are not yet uh, in China or they just start, is usually they want to copy their Western strategies, their Western marketing strategy. For instance, they are thinking that uh, using their own uh, website just translate it into Chinese and uh, localize uh, in China will be uh, good to start. But nobody will check their web website because Chinese people are not used huh, to, to go on the website. So the concept of, of, yeah, of browsing the internet as we know it on the laptop, on the PC from the 80s, this is, this is not China. It doesn't <laughs> the, work the, at all. It just doesn't work like that. It's, it's your phone. On, in the tube, inside the tube, in Shanghai, between your your house and your workplace. That's it. Everything must be on mobile. Uh, no need to have a website. You must have a WeChat and Weibo. This is always a must-have platform at the beginning to start. You need as well to make sure of Baidu, in fact, because if you start to have a CEO on Google, Google doesn't work in China as well. So we really need to, need to have a specific marketing strategy in China to, uh, to succeed. What is important as well is you need to be on several platforms. You cannot uh, be only on uh, one or two platforms. You need to have a multi-channel approach on uh, social uh, media because a Chinese consumer usually have more than 10 touching points uh, before making a decision of uh, purchasing. It's as well quite expensive. Uh, compare, uh, if I compare the marketing uh, strategy costs in Europe, versus China. China is a more expensive uh, country. So uh, another common mistake, in fact, for Western companies, they think that it will not be so expensive to enter China. So you really have a pretty limited budget at the beginning 
which is not right, huh? because uh, well, you need to be ready, in fact, to, to spend the right budget if you want to be successful to enter China market, because you will have to spend on several platforms. You will need to use as well uh, KOLs or KOC, and this has a cost as well, and it's not so, not so cheap. Uh, you need to do some advertisement on uh, this uh, social media platform. So at the end, it's a significant budget. I usually say to uh, customers, uh, below 20k euro per year, is, you can forget. But 20k euro is really uh, just to be on one uh, social media to do a little bit of advertisement. So in fact, it's not enough. The average cost to enter China market on social media, I would say is around 50,000 euro per year. For small, uh, small brands, small companies, what you should target. So many companies are quite surprised about this at the beginning and need ex explain that they need to be ready to invest if they want to be successful for, for the long time, long term. So basically, we can take everything we know about the Chinese market and just forget it. It's completely, it's actually different. I mean, yes, yes. Why do you think we need to have companies need to have a Chinese mindset and forget everything they know? from the stereotypes and the misconception that we might have on the Chinese market and why it's so important to actually have the knowledge of the culture, but a Chinese mindset, most importantly. So in any country to succeed in marketing, but you need to understand the behavior of your audience. And uh, in China, efficiency is not the primary reason for e-commerce use, which is the case in Western countries. The Chinese consumers are looking for a kind of shopping experience. So it means that uh, your marketing strategy will be different because at the end, uh, you need to give a shopping experience to your uh, audience through the social media, through the e-commerce uh, platform. So shopping is really a social experience. To succeed in China, it needs to use storytelling to create experience with a brand. It is important to understand the customer journey and behavior through the various digital platforms and uh, e-shops. How every, everything comes together in the shopping uh, experience. Also, making a brand choice is often a synonym of making a lifestyle uh, choice. This is why creating a strong brand story that resonates with your audience is important in every touch point along the customer journey. For instance, uh, Chinese millennials are curious about culture, and also they want to acquire knowledge from art, architecture to fashion. So provide resources that help facilitate their lifestyle, provide tips to, to them that is not directly linked to the product, but enhance different aspects of the lifestyle. So another important aspect with the Chinese consumers is about loyalty. So Chinese consumers are expecting the best possible customer service and product quality. They want to feel what that they are very valued, especially if buying from a foreign brand. It's difficult to keep customers, then you need to be very strong in terms of customer service, as the Chinese are among the most demanding customers in the world. Remember also that customers have a lot of choice. Chinese is a very competitive market, and they will choose a brand that represents and respects their lifestyle. You really need to know about Chinese culture, to avoid making uh, bad mistakes uh, that could prevent you from entering the market, or even uh, kill your brand. Uh, many stories like this in the past two or uh, three years, and especially in the uh, last uh, few weeks. So Chinese consumer behavior can change quickly. Everything in China is moving fast. 
according to politics, according to uh, what happened about the economy, according to uh, what uh, some new brands can uh, bring. So you need to really to adapt all the time, and all the time you need as well to adapt your marketing strategy. Uh, you cannot define the marketing strategy for one year or two years and never change it. Every uh, quarter, every six months, you need to review, and this is quite different uh, from uh, Western countries. Can you talk us through the potential plan, marketing plan, for a European company entering the China, the China market? So I would say there is not only one plan. It depends, of course, on the type of product, the type of service, the size of the company. But if we can define a kind of typical plan for a small or middle-sized company entering the China market, the first step is to make sure that the company has defined its strategy, they have defined their investment resource to put uh, on the table uh, in order to uh, enter the market. So the first step is really to build your e-reputation using uh, Chinese social media. So it's really the first uh, step. So open uh, WeChat official account, open uh, Weibo uh, official uh, account. You will generate awareness through content marketing. So Weibo is good to get leads and viral as it is an open platform where non-followers can view your post. And on WeChat, it's different. It's a closer platform and you can nurture your leads on this platform. So the purpose of the marketing on chat is really to grow followers, to, to build up your, your community. You will even create relationships with your community on WeChat to make your brand a friend in fact, of your followers and subscribers. So depending on the budget, you can also take some QLs Maybe not the most famous one, of course, because they are very expensive, but some, uh, some uh, lower QLs, but which can be useful to go, grow faster on your community and your visibility. Second step, or in parallel, in fact, you need to do SEO on Baidu, and this time not on Google, but you do it on Baidu, which is a similar search engine than Google. So it will take some months uh, to, uh, to, to grow your community and to grow your visibility on uh, Chinese uh, social media if you are not an international famous uh, brand. So usually the minimum is uh, six months. It can uh, take up to uh, one year. Then you can uh, test the market with your product offer. So we suggest to open uh, an e-shop in cross-border e-commerce. It can be done on WeChat on the same uh, platform using what we call a mini program. So it's very cost effective compared to going on a big platform, a traditional e-commerce platform such as gd.com or Tmall. So it takes usually about one, two months maximum to set up everything in terms of payment process, in terms of process with the customs, in terms of logistics. So one advantage of selling on a social media platform, it is a way to get feedbacks from the audience and fine-tune your product offer. Because maybe uh, the product offer you have defined at the beginning for China market is not the best one. So by getting uh, feedbacks from the audience, it will help you to fine-tune your product offer, make sure it fits well to the Chinese uh, market. And if successful uh, with a social media uh, e-shop, if you have enough turnover, you can go on traditional uh, e-commerce platform like gd.com or like uh, uh, Tmall. It's much more expensive uh, because you need to have deposit, you need to pay a lot of uh, commissions. So you have to make sure that 
your brand uh, offer is, is the right one, and you have enough turnover in order to uh, to get the proper payback. And now this is my personal question. It's not mandatory to actually have through all of these social media, thanks to all these social media, it's not actually mandatory to have a physical presence or an office or um, I don't know, a consultant in place in Shanghai, Beijing, or in, in the China, like in, in China, in China territory. Yes, at the beginning, it's not mandatory at all, in fact. Huh? And, uh, it's not, we don't recommend to have a physical presence. You can start with a digital, you can start with a, from your home country, building your visibility on social media, set up your e-shop in cross-border, and then uh, you will send the goods to a warehouse, in a bonded, a bonded warehouse, in a free trade zone. In China, there are many free trade zones, quite convenient, and you can start to develop your business, sell your product. Uh, without office, without uh, company uh, in China, at least at the beginning. Of course. Then when you grow your business, you can set up uh, shops, uh, real uh, physical uh, shops, or you can set up a factory, you can uh, yes, develop your company uh, in, uh, in China. But at the beginning, it's not necessary. What is important is to have a, a partner uh, in China. So it can be a digital marketing agency like us, to help you to uh, develop your visibility on social media, develop your e-shop. So you, you need to work with someone, but you don't need to have uh, your own team or your own company uh, in China at the beginning. I've got one final question that we always ask everybody that comes on the show. And I would like a, a human moment from you. Um, can you tell us about one memorable moment from your international career between Brazil and China and South Africa. I'm sure you are a dictionary and a book, an encyclopedia of memorable moments. Can you, can you pick one? Like, uh, I don't know, the, the funniest or the most successful or the most catastrophic one with well, your choice. Yes, it wasn't easy to find one, as you say, uh, <laughs> because, uh, Especially at the beginning, when there was uh, in between uh, China and Brazil, it was uh, quite uh, sometimes funny or crazy. But I have chosen one from uh, China, in fact, some years ago. We need to organize a confer conference seminar for many customers. So if it was like in a Western country, such event with several hundred attendees would be organized more than six months in advance. But uh, in China, in fact, most of the activities were organized in the last two weeks before uh, before the day so when you don't know uh, you, i can tell you that uh, the last uh, two months before the event you start to be very stressed because you wonder what's going on uh, nothing is moving uh, except uh, of course the room is booked the time uh, the, the day has been uh, fixed but nothing else huh? so it's very uh, stressful uh, at the time so all the program for the seminar all activities the speech of the different uh, people everything has been organized in the last few days, I think maybe five or six days before. So it was uh, very stressful, uh, what I remember. But finally, I must say that it has been a good success. Everything was perfect. Everything was very organized because uh, the last uh, three, four days, people worked day and night, in fact. A lot of people together to, uh, to organize uh, 
everything at the last minute. So it just shows that the Chinese people are very quick to organize everything at the last minute. They are very reactive. It has been stressful, but finally I was quite happy to see that we, we make it uh, good. And I was, I was wondering why are they working in such a way? Why not uh, starting a few weeks earlier in order to make sure that uh, there is no stress, everything is organized? But in fact, in China, everything is changing all the time. So if you organize uh, things too long in advance, some people you have invited, in fact, they will not come. Or somebody will, uh, you, you have invited for a speech, will not come. So you have to start again uh, to, uh, to uh, organize. So usually pre people prefer to organize everything in maybe one week or maybe uh, most two weeks in advance to make sure that there will be no change uh, at the last minute. In the optic of these, which way would you prefer? Which way do you prefer? The six months in advance, let's say European, Western way, or the two weeks like working uh, and busting your, <laughs> busting your asses off for two weeks, but that's just two weeks, and the outcome is the same? I can say that now I prefer maybe not at the last minute, but maybe just two weeks in advance. I'm not. Uh, I'm not at all. A balance. A balance in between. I'm closer to Chinese than to Western. I would say now. I don't want to organize too many things a long time in advance because uh, I have been, uh, been used to do like this now in China for ten years. So I'm closer to the Chinese way of doing things. Even this, I'm still a bit more organized. Let's say. Uh, I cannot uh, wait the last three days uh, to start. So. No, that's that's too much pressure and too much too much anxiety. Maybe yes. <laughs> I understand. And Janive, before we go, who should connect with you? And if you can tell us a bit more about your uh, your current role. No, who should connect uh, with uh, with me or with uh, with the company? So with uh, Western uh, small middle sized uh, companies, especially uh, companies looking to enter the market through digital, or companies not yet. Uh, in China. So it can be as well some companies already in China, in fact, but uh, not uh, yet developed or are facing uh, difficulties. We have uh, customers uh, who are already today uh, in China and we can help them to grow or to overcome uh, some difficulties, increase their visibility on uh, Chinese uh, social media. It can be from B2B uh, or it can be in B2C. Company can be uh, from Europe, can be from uh, America. This doesn't matter. In fact, because we are doing everything on digital, the only thing that we need to make sure that we can communicate together, so we must uh, speak uh, English for sure, for proper uh, communication or French, of course, but uh, not so many people abroad that can speak French, so English is okay. Thank you for uh, joining us on the International Business Podcast. Thank you very much. Subscribe today to listen to more international business stories. We have new guests every Monday. Connect with us on LinkedIn, info in the show notes. See you next week. Cheers.